0: Good morning brothers and sisters on this special day. On behalf of the church, I have the privilege to say happy mothers' day to all the mums in our midst. We thank God for blessing us with mothers. We just want to say thank you mom, for all you do for us, all the children and the husbands. Your love is Christ like where no sacrifices are too great as they say it's not easy being a mum if it were easy fathers would do it too so enjoy your special day thank you to all the mums within gcc thank you so much for that brother and honestly thank you so much to our mothers happy mother's day you are great blessings to us and so because it's mother's day i deemed it appropriate that we spend some time looking at mothers today and we can have the word minister to our hearts through who and how God has made who you are to us. And so I thank you so much mums and and just for everything that you do for our family. So I'm gonna open in a word of prayer and we're gonna open the word together about mothers. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for our mothers and we pray for them that you'll continue to bless them at this time, with all the, the hardships and the difficulties that are taking place at the moment, I pray that today will be a day of celebration to rejoice over the mums that you have given us in our lives and that we'll be truly thankful for them. Uh, whether they know you or not, you have blessed us with mums and ask, Father, that you will help us to show that appreciation now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, once again, thank you very much, Brother Bill. Now, personally, I thank mothers aren't really appreciated in the 21st century today. It's the spirit of the age that deems a God-appointed calling like motherhood and subjugates it to a position of belittlement and burden. It's the spirit of the age that does all that it can to take any calling that God has placed, what God deems worthy, and seeks to steal from it, to kill it, and to destroy it to destroy the privilege of being God's child, to destroy the privilege of being called by God and being known by him. Today, today, many parental responsibilities are shared evenly amongst the home in the 21st century, and that's not a bad thing at all. But I honestly don't think there's ever a good substitute for a godly mother. In all honesty, I I don't think many Christian parents today fully comprehend the awesome impact and responsibility that they can have in the lives and in the souls of their children. And and that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at a couple of things regarding, well, two things that we can do, not only as mums, but also as parents, as uncles, as aunties, as people who disciple, as people who mentor, as people who invest into the lives of others. See, I made reference last week that we should never underestimate what God can do in and through things that we can consider insignificant or unimportant. Whether it might be writing a letter, whether it be using a text, whether it be making a phone call, whether it be giving a smile, when done in Jesus' name, he can use such things to water a seed, to, to soften a heart, to reveal his love. To, and and that's, that's a reality that's also applicable to us in parenting. You see, in, in recent times, the role of being a parent, especially being a mother, is presented as a limiting restriction to you living your best life. Stating that motherhood reduces your womanhood or your womanness to being a family workhorse or a beast of burden, as it were. And and such attacks are portrayed in, quote, governments and how governments invest large sums of public money in providing contraceptives and on propaganda encouraging women to use contraceptives. Women are encouraged to put education, training and careers before motherhood. In this context, they claim that women are still burdened by cultural expectations that their fulfilment lies in motherhood alone. That motherhood is more difficult today for those who choose it? There is no doubt. And that is so true. That is so true that if you choose to be a mother, how you are looked down on in 21st century society. That if you choose to be a mum, then you are looked as less than, what you could potentially be. And it's really quite a sad thing because it's the family that suffers in the long run. Because as I mentioned, there is no substitute for a godly mother. And, 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 and that's the point. One's identity, one's identity, especially as a Christian, is not that of mother or father, son or daughter, pastor or Bible study leader, treasurer, or Sunday school teacher our identity is that of being in Christ or not it's our identity is whether one knows the Lord Jesus Christ as their lord and savior and those who don't this is the determining factor of our identity and our roles our roles fit into that identity not the other way around and so if once we sort of get an understanding of that, then there are aspects of who God is, of, of God's love that, that reach a greater clarity once you enter into those, specifics, those specific areas of life. What I mean by that is this. I, I, I reach more of a clarity of God's love, of God's sacrifice, of, of, of the idea of God's presence and of being present that reached a greater clarity for me once I became a husband. Once I became a husband, that that sort of gained, I gained more of an insight, more of an understanding of what that really meant to, to live for and care for someone else, to put someone else's needs before my own. That same idea or those same thoughts and those same principles reached an even greater clarity once I became a parent. A greater sacrifice of love a greater presence in their life, and a greater development of relationship with them. Why? Because they were totally dependent upon me. They couldn't do anything for themselves. And so what happens is that as an individual, and then as a married man, and as a couple, we, toward our children, there was this greater clarity of what it meant to live for someone else with our children. And you see this evident in the example we're going to look at this morning. The first one is what I call a mother's boldness. And yeah, I, I've seen some bold mothers I shared last week about how my mum went and, 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 and sort of yelled at some people regarding the harm caused her son. The things I've seen my wife being willing to do for her children. Some of you ladies, some of the things I hear about you guys and what you're willing to do for your kids. There's a boldness that motherhood gives, spurred on by love and protection for those who are yours, for your children. And we see such boldness demonstrated here by James and John's mother. In Matthew 20, verse 21, we read this. The mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked a favor of him. What is it you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Isn't this typical of being a mum? Wanting what's best for their kids, desiring to get them ahead in life, doing what's within her power to have an influence for them. And the best thing she can do for her children is set not by what she says, by what she does but by what she does she approaches jesus she kneels before jesus and she asks of jesus too many of us lean to our own understanding instead of trusting and especially when it comes to parenting too many of our faiths rely on the wisdom of men instead of the power of god when it comes to godly living And too many of us are deceived by fine-sounding arguments instead of holding to him in whom the fullness of God dwells. The most powerful act performed by a mother, performed by a parent, performed by a person on behalf of a loved one, a lost one, or anyone, is going to Jesus. Is humbling yourself before him, because he gives grace to the humble, and asking of him, not anxiously, but with thanksgiving. For, according to First Chronicles 29, it is his hands that have strength and power to make great. It is in his hands to exalt, and it is in his hands to strengthen. That's in verse 12. And so she is asking these things of the Lord for her boys. And while James and John didn't receive what their mum was hoping for, because her request was denied in verse 23, you see the greatness that these two receive is, is, is for their authority and position, or position of authority, was, wasn't in sitting on the left and right hand of Jesus, but rather being a submission and serving under his authority. Their strength, their strength was their empowerment, their ability to endure persecution, their ability to endure, to to persevere even in martyrdom. James, for example, he was was put to death by the sword and the King Herod in Acts chapter 12, verse 2 we read. John, for a lot of us who who may know already, he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos and lived out the rest of his days there two results that could be looked at from a human perspective as a complete waste of life. It may not have been the expectation of James and John's mum when she, when she asked us of Jesus, but, but they got to experience some of the greatest things from God's perspective, a testament of God's grace, of God's provision, and fulfilling God's purposes. What these boys' mum may have desired for them in her asking was ultimately, though, left at the feet of Jesus. But it must never be overlooked that she went to him. She went to him. She humbled herself before him and she asked of him. And, And in the asking of him, she was prepared To receive whatever the answer was, we need to be prepared, be prepared for the answer we may receive when we intercede on behalf of others, especially our loved ones. Knowing that Jesus loves them more than I do, that Jesus gave more for them than I could ever give, and knowing that Jesus has their eternal destination in mind, not just for the here and now. So mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters, we have in Christ been granted access into the throne room of grace in order to approach the Lord Jesus, exactly what John and James's mother did. That we have been accepted in the beloved as we kneel before him in humility. And that we are privileged to stand before the Lord blameless and in love, in boldness, asking of him for grace and help in time of need. May we draw from the example of this mother, this bold mother, to go to Jesus, to kneel before Jesus, and to humbly ask of Jesus, ready and willing to accept the answer he gives. Sometimes we'll see it, other times we won't. But regardless, the answer will come. One such answer is given in the life of Timothy. And this is the second point in, in the life of Timothy. And this is what I call a mother's impact. A mother's impact. A, Timothy was a young man that had an impact for the kingdom of God. He was greatly trusted by Paul, and he was very active within the church. We read in Philippians chapter 2, verses 20 and 21, what Paul thinks of Timothy. He says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. So Timothy is a young man that shared the same faithfulness as Paul did to his calling. Timothy had a desire for the things of God and a passion for the things of Christ, as Paul did. This young man chosen by and invested into by Paul for the kingdom of God. But I want you to take note that Timothy was not a blank canvas, as it were, where Paul could just do and paint whatever he wanted upon Timothy's young life. For he already had a solid foundation and biblical knowledge of biblical things that Paul could build upon. Why? Because of his mother and his grandmother. They were faithful lovers of God who invested into the following generations that Timothy was the recipient of. And this was the impact that these godly women had on his life. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse five, we read this, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For those of you who may not know, I had given Amanda a nickname a number of years ago called Miracle because she was a third generation Christian, which was actually it's a lot more uncommon than you think. Unset It's a lot more uncommon. Yeah, anyway. It's a lot more uncommon. It's not it's not a common occurrence. It's not a common occurrence. And that's a big deal because the failure of one generation is evidenced by the following generation. So the fact that Amanda's grandparents faithfully invested into their kids with the gospel. And then then you have Amanda's parents, Uncle Fred, and who, who then who then and Auntie Ann who then invested into her life. And she was the recipient of, of such grace in the gospel as well. And, then, and now in turn, Amanda and Aaron are investing into their children, into little, little Joshy and, and Michaela, investing into, into their next generation. That's the model that is manifest here, the model seen in this passage, because we read of the sincere faith seen in Timothy was a direct result of the sincere faith seen in his mother, Eunice. And her sincere faith was seen in the sincere faith of her mother, Lois. And, and so it was a sincere faith that was lived out in front of the generations to follow openly and boldly and faithfully. I remember in talking with a few pastors' kids and a few missionary kids over the years, and I asked them what it was like to be a PK or or an MK. And often the responses were similar. With a lot of the kids who had fallen away from the Lord, and and a lot of them said it was experienced due to the inconsistent character manifest by their parents. And and in a nutshell, it was was hypocrisy. They saw hypocrisy as an appearance that. What their dad was at church was usually not what their dad was at home. And and so there was a a, a bit of a, a bit of a thing. That was the that was the major one. That was the major one. There were other reasons as well, but those ones I want to focus on now. Okay? But that that hypocrisy that affected the following generations, I don't think was evident within the life of Timothy, within the life of Eunice, or within the life of Lois. I I I don't think Timothy experienced, due to the consistent character of the godly women that went before him, the godly women in his life. Psalm 116, verse 16, the psalmist writes, Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. Thus the impact a mother can have. Because I know for myself growing up, a lot of times I went to my mum to talk about serious things. I went to my mum to find compassion. I went to my mum to find protection. I went to my mum to do I still remember many, many years ago when my dad slept in, in my bedroom, he was on my little brother's bed and, and I was lying on my bed and my dad was snoring really loud and I threw a pillow at him. Um, don't do that. But I threw a pillow at him because he was snoring. And, and I remember him, he woke up, he was angry and, and, and rightly so, I was only very, very young. Um, I think I was about Seven or, no, wasn't it? Anyway, I think I was 11, actually, 11 or 12. I threw it at my dad and I, my dad woke up in a start and he was, yeah, he was angry. He was very angry. And I remember I took off. I took off because my dad was upset. And where did I go for safety? Where did I go to hide? I hopped next to my mother while he was sleeping on her bed. I lay next to my mother and I pretended to be asleep. And my dad came in. He was very, very upset and he wanted to wake me up. He, I know he wanted to smack me. And, and rightly so. I think I deserve that one. Um, but my mum, my mum, my mum just sat there and said, "Oh, it's alright, Stan. It's alright. Let's go to bed. It's okay. It's okay." Yeah, yeah. I did get a telling off the next day, but yeah, I'm so thankful that uh, yeah, I didn't suffer the wrath of my dad that specific night. But that's where we go. That's the impact. That's where you go for your your mum. Your mum, your mum has an open ear. Your mum listens. Your mum is, is always around. That's that's the impact a mother can have. Therefore, for mum is the place of. Of, of compassion, the, the, the place of understanding, the, the place of acceptance, then, wow, man, a godly mum who can then take such, such direction to, to, to receive such an openness and honesty from the children and then to direct them to the ultimate place of security, direct them to the cross, to the person of Jesus. Oh, what, what, an, amazing, what an amazing opportunity that has been placed within your hands as a mother and but this is the impact that a mother can have it's the impact that any one of us can have in the lives of others through the example that we set but i think a mother has more so in the lives of children a, 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 an amazing opportunity to do even more than what a lot of others can but that's the example the example that is set the example that can be set not just by moms but by us as well Examples of word, examples of generosity, examples of love, examples of forgiveness, examples of grace, examples of of relationship, examples of friendship, examples of understanding, examples of dependence upon the person of Jesus Christ, examples of trust upon the Lord Jesus to provide. Just There are numerous examples that are manifest and that are available for you as a mom and for us as, as, as parents, for us as uncles and aunts, we can, we can manifest for the benefit of those and the generation that is coming up. Because if it's not going to come from within the home, where are your kids going to go? If it's not going to be an example within your own household, where are they going to go? They'll go to the internet. They'll go to YouTube. They'll go to the movies that they have in Hollywood. They'll, they'll go to, to Reddit. and they'll, they'll go to those TikTok thingies or whatever. That, that's where they'll find it. They'll look for their values, they'll look for their standards, they'll look for their safety, they'll look for their security, they'll look for the, for everything that, to give them worth, they'll look for it in those things instead of looking for it in Jesus Christ. Which means then, for us as directors of traffic, as it were, we get to direct them to the cross. That's what we have, and, it, and it's done so in how we live out our faith, as we live out our relationship with the Lord Jesus. J.C. Ryle says this, quote, Fathers and mothers do not forget that children learn more by the eye than they do by the ear. Imitation is a far stronger principle with children than memory. What they see has a much stronger effect on their minds, minds than what they are told. It is the example that our Lord directs toward us. Is the example that we are to set, is the example that children learn from, which in turn can impact others for the gospel. Once again, never underestimate what God can do through means that are dedicated to Him. Because we see the example of grace demonstrated in the Lord Jesus, we see the example of love demonstrated in the Lord Jesus. We see the example of understanding and of acceptance as demonstrated in the life of the Lord Jesus. We see this great example given by the Lord Jesus who then says for us to go and do likewise. To go and do likewise. And that is the example that I've had the privilege of partaking of in my life. My godly grandmother, Emily, a very godly woman that through her biblical knowledge through her practical life experience through her common sense and the living out of her faith had a lasting effect on my family i remember her praying every night and spending time in prayer i remember that quite distinctly i remember doing it when i lived with her in the islands i remember every night having our having our prayer times just that's the example that was set For me, there's the example of my mum who was called home in 2016 that having kids like us, like me and my brothers and my sister, I mean, she endured stresses, she endured difficulties of having us as her children. I mean, you talk with some, you talk with my brothers and some of the stories and things of what we all got up to, man. I remember saying one thing to my mum about something my, me and my little brother did, and she said, "You do realise that you could have died." Which my response was, "I realise that now, but at the time, we thought it was, we just thought it was fun." But I, I, you know, so the fact that we were able to, she was able to last through all of that. I mean, that in itself is a miracle. And, and personally, I think though the greatest example of the the greatest example of of a, of a godly woman is expressed in my wife who as a mother has given and sacrificed so much, who as a mother in service and, and in contending for her children in prayer and in fasting for the family, she, she truly is a gift of God's grace, not only to me, but to my children as a mother. Now, I, I know mothers are not perfect. I know fathers definitely are not perfect either. But when, when a father or a mother, specifically a mother, or yeah, because it's Mother's Day, specifically a mother, if a godly mother directs their children to the Saviour, then the greatest role as a parent is fulfilled. The greatest role. The greatest, the greatest thing you can do for your children is to lead them to Jesus Christ. And because a child goes to their mother more often than not before the dad, then that is the responsibility that falls on you. But that does not exempt you as dad. Dad is the head of the home, you need to step up and show the example as well. But when you have those times of closeness, those times of of quiet, those times of interaction with your children as a mum when they come to you with their problems, then you have one of the greatest tools available to direct them to the Saviour. That is the greatest thing. The The best equipping for one's child is to equip their child for the realities of life yes but those realities and connecting them in connection with the lord jesus christ it is why it is why proverbs 1 8 in today's climate is so important it says listen my son to your father's teaching and do so your father's instruction and do not forsake the teaching of your mother see that is all the more necessary When there are so many voices that are impacting the next generation as to how they are, as to what they're supposed to be, as to how they're supposed to look, as to how they're supposed to act, what they're supposed to listen to, what they're supposed to look like, all those sorts of things. And that's where you and I, as parents, specifically mums, has the opportunity to direct into the Saviour and look at their lives in the greater context of how God sees them and how God accepts them. Now... While I've been looking at a mother's impact and a mother's boldness, such impact and boldness is not reserved for mums alone. Because I look at my life and I see the impact of various godly people who have invested into me boldly and impacted me through example. The likes of St. Amon Sullivan, who was my Bible study leader. Not the swimmer. He was a, my Bible study leader. Uh, Steve Courtney, one of the elders of our church Don, pastor Don Pastor Don uh, Up in the central coast Had a massive impact Nick frenisovitch, Who was a missionary In, 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 uh, in Russia And, and All these men Who have had investments Men and, and, their, and the women in their lives Some of the Emma And you know, Pauline And, and you know, He had a whole bunch Of other ladies as well As a young Christian Later on in life The likes to say Mike Pertangi Our campus speaker Keith Henderson Vince Wall Who was a pastor of church In Villawood uh, Martin Garcia the, You have all these people who later on in my Christian life, once again, who have boldly prayed for me and through their example impacted my life greatly. And to even now, to even now, say the likes of Etienne, Etienne McClintock from Voice of the Martyrs, the likes of Pastor Ben and Pastor John, the likes of John John O'Huey, you know, all these, well, maybe not John John O'Huey, all these men even now who have a big impact, who have boldly prayed for me and impacted me through their example. I see this. So it's not reserved just for mums, but they, they have boldly approached the throne of grace and prayed for me and, and, and interceded on my behalf, and, and they have impacted, all impacted my life and, and by their example and their support in so many different ways. This is the beauty that is manifest within the family of God, and it's what we get to experience personally. even in this, Even in this pandemic, we get to experience personally, which means we need to, to make ourselves open as well by reaching out. So I would like to, to, to encourage you. I would like to encourage you in the impact that you can have through your example. I'd like to encourage you about the impact that you can have through prayer. And that you can be bold in approaching the Lord and that you can, as approaching Him humbly, on your knees before Him, making your requests and asking of Him, on behalf of others. That's the blessing that we've been given. It's the blessing that mothers have and and, and the mothers get to express every day towards the lives of their children. You have been granted a great privilege and we have been blessed abundantly by that privilege for you being in our lives as our mums, as our wives, and as our friends. So with that, I am going to pray um, and I'm going to leave you with a video uh, that we put together just to say a little thank you and happy Mother's Day. Um, we will probably have a brief Zoom meeting as well, only a brief one because it is Mother's Day. I, I want you guys to spend time with your mom. Actually, no. There will be, the Zoom meeting is completely optional. It's completely optional. You have your choice. Uh, you don't have to come there. I would much rather, if you did, just uh, spend some time Zooming in you with your mum to say to say uh, Happy Mother's Day to your mum and talk with her and and whatever you can for them, okay? Be good to your mums, guys. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for mums. Thank you so much for the the boldness that's expressed how James and John's mum approached you, knelt before you, and requested of you. I pray, Lord, that we would take such an example and follow it as well. I thank you for the impact that Lois and Eunice had on Timothy's life and how we too can have an impact on the generations to follow. Father, may you continue to burden our hearts to make the most of the opportunities granted to us as a parent, as a friend, as a brother, as a sister. Father, we thank you so much for the blessing of mums who have invested so much into each of us. And may we truly, truly be appreciative of the wonderful gift that they are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you very much, brothers and sisters. Happy Mother's Day. Take care. See you next week.